Hello everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is me and Pierce today. No guest actually, Pierce, what's going on? Where's the guest? No, the guest no one on? likes us anymore. <laughs> we can't get any of this, anyone this week. So we thought we would jump on and um, actually have a little bit of a chat and a conversation about an experience yesterday because it was an interesting experience we want to share with you that wasn't really, really related to golf, but it is very related to golf because a lot of the things that happen in life um, are very similar to things that happen on the golf course. And we experienced something yesterday and we want to talk about this and link it into how you can get better on the golf course. Now, first of all, it's US PGA week. It is Monday and we should be at the golf course right now in Carolina, but we're not. We should be out there with our player, Aaron Rye. He's playing this week in his first ever US PGA, Kiwa Island, which is, looks just absolutely unbelievable golf course from the pictures that we're seeing on social media exactly <laughs> and we should be there so we just want to just kick off with a bit of a story what happened yesterday we've, we've known we're going we've had the flights booked so i picked pierce up yesterday at 5 30 in the morning we traveled down to heathrow we parked the car in the in the purple parking got the bus with the clubs and everything got to the airport now unfortunately we 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 needed a travel waiver. Now we needed a travel waiver, but we only found out on Saturday and they said there's a chance that you might not get on the flight because of COVID, you need this waiver in order to get there to work. Anyway, we thought we'd hope and get down there and see if we could still get on the plane. Anyway, we got to the airport, got to the check-in. Um, but before we got to the airport, actually, this is a really important thing to mention as well, is that we drove down there and we got stuck for an hour in a traffic jam. So that was the first part of the experience. 2.5 miles from Heathrow Airport. <laughs> yes, two and a half miles from Heathrow Airport. We're stuck in an hour's traffic jam before we need to get on the plane. Now think about that. How would you feel in that moment? What you, would you be doing in that car if you're stuck in a traffic jam and you know you've got a plane to catch? Anyway, that was the first part to the story. We get to the check-in and they say, have you got your travel waiver? We go through the documents. No, we haven't. Okay, you're not going to get on the plane today. You're going to have to come back another day. So the first and, and the, the, the sort of purpose to this story is that in the car on the way down there, and we hit this traffic jam. And I suppose the purpose of this really is that you cannot control the things that happen to you in your day. You cannot control the things that happen to you on the golf course. But what you do have the power over is how you respond to these things and not react because there's a big difference with reacting and responding. So what we knew, and me and Pierce are pretty well trained at this, we're in the, in the car thinking, well, we cannot do anything about this traffic jam. So me and him getting stressed, moaning about it, being frustrated, being angry, is not going to serve us and help us. So we stayed calm, had a bit of a chat, didn't we, Pierce, and sort of just didn't really let it bother us. It was no. like, well, this is what it is. We can't do anything about it. Let's just chill out and get to the airport and then we get to the airport and it's the same sort of thing it's like well most people at an airport are already stressed because they want to want everything to be on time but we got turned away and we we're like well you know okay that, that it is what it is we weren't we weren't really that stressed about it Pierce and, and even this morning we came into the office or this afternoon when we're speaking about it it's like well that could have left us with having a really bad day yesterday, couldn't it? We could have, that could have really ruined our whole day, but on the way back in the car, we're actually laughing about it and going, look, we've just basically had a quadruple bogey, bogey there, relating it to golf. And actually yesterday was still a great day for me. I didn't let that bother me, and I'm pretty sure you were the same. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, I totally agree. I mean, if you think about a round of golf, 
a quadruple bogey would probably implode most people and it would they would they would struggle for the rest of the round in some instances it might actually find that actually having a quadruple bogey actually makes you relax and you feel like you've got nothing to lose and you can play well but i think if you're carrying shots over from one shot to the next and we see look we see tiger the best ever is unbelievably bad sometimes at reacting badly to a shot in that he will swear he'll slam his club he'll throw his club but you know for a fact that he is not letting that being carried over into the next shot and i think the one thing that i, I mean i was just thinking about it, i was just counting on my hand how many words this is and it's five words which would be what should i do next i think that's right andy i think that's five yeah what should yes. i do next so those are the five words that you should really ask yourself when you've just had a quadruple bogey what should i do next so the first thing we do is well we find out well how the heck are we going to get out there you know what have we got what steps can we take now to make sure that we are going to get there but also what's the reason for us going there the reason is to go and help aaron with his game obviously for the pga so we contact the caddy jason and say look this is the situation this is where we're at and it would have been very easy so we basically all we're doing there is we're just trying to make sure that we're doing everything that we can do to help Aaron still. Now, it would be very easy to play the blame game because we, we actually still don't know whose fault this is. I mean, ultimately, it's our fault. Of course it is. But we don't really know how this could have been uh, remedied and how it could have changed. But, you know, we're not going to lay blame at either ourselves or, or someone else. It just happened. And now it's all about what should I do next? And I think if you can have that mindset when you play golf, and again, we always, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. But again, I think we spoke about it in the last podcast, actually, with Tom Davis taking, talking about a bogey is a bad shot and a double bogey is a, a bad shot followed by a dumbass decision. And I think that's exactly what you have when you've just had a, a bad hole or a bad shot. You have a decision to make and which is how are you going to react to that decision? And if you can actually say, well, what should I do next? Then hopefully you'll have a clearer judgment call when it comes to making that decision yeah definitely i think one thing that that that's really important to understand is that a game of golf expect to have something really unexpected happen because you're not going to we all go out there don't we and it's like i really want to have that perfect game of golf today today could be the day i'm going to make no mistakes <laughs> and i'm going to have this perfect game of golf and then what happens is you hit one out of bounds and you make a triple bogey and you then you're, you're annoyed because that's disrupted your ideal or idea of this perfect game of golf. Which often happens on the first hole, by the way. Yeah, definitely. So think, in, instead of thinking about this is you go, right, well, before I go out on the golf course, what do I know? I know today is going to be very unpredictable. I could make some, well, I probably will have some holes or some shots that could promote a reaction. They could promote a reaction for me. But instead of reacting... How can you think about responding? And there's a big difference between responding and reacting because reacting is your emotional side taking over. Responding is you actually taking a deep breath and thinking about what is, what should I do next? If you do this and you catch yourself out and if this is the only thing that you work on on the golf course, guess what? You're going to manage your state better because often when you react in a negative way because your, your emotions, you are going to be in a pretty crappy state and you do not make great decisions when you're in a crappy state. Now, it's interesting, yesterday, Pierce, I got back and um, I, looked, I was thinking about the responding and reacting, and I've got a great quote here. This is from Victor, uh, Victor Frankl. He wrote the book, Man's Search for Meaning. 
Listen to this for a quote. He says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. I'm gonna read that one more time. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So basically, as soon as you hit a bad shot or something happens that you can't control, there is a little bit of space there that if you react, then you're letting the situation control you. Or if you actually take a bit of time and have some space to breathe and think about what you want to achieve or what is next to the next thing to do, that's where the growth is, that's where the freedom is, that's where you can manage your emotions better. If you manage your emotions better, you're gonna manage your game better. Guess what, you're gonna come off the course feeling like you've had a great experience, even though you've had some bad holes. And I would say, Pierce, we talk about this so much, especially now we're back into golf, is that so many golfers are coming off the golf course pissed off. <laughs> they are because... You just swore. <laughs> As Tom Davis is the only one who swears on our podcast. But they are though, aren't they? Because, yeah. and because they're letting their, the situation control their emotions instead of actually responding to these, taking control of their brain and actually understanding what do I need to do to get closer to my goal? If they ask that question, what do I need to do to get closer to my goal? They're not going to react because reacting isn't going to get them closer yeah. to the goal. And, and what, what they should do to get close to their goal could be a very short-term question or a very long-term question. So it could be that you're walking off the golf course and go, well, do you know what? If I want to play better at golf, I need to work out how to hit the fairway or hit more fairways. But it might be, if I want to play well in this round, then I need to figure out a way of hitting that fairway now. Now, it's sometimes that's hard to have a very quick um, response to being on the golf course. But you can do this. And it might be that, oh, well, for instance, if you're not driving very well, well then hit a, a hybrid off the tee, hit an iron off the tee, do whatever you've got to take to put it in play. But then it might be the longer term fixes to actually go and obviously work at the game. But I'm surprised, Andy, with that quote that you actually had to, you had to read that off the screen or you, you couldn't memorize that? You it was okay? a tough one to memorize. <laughs> I think I'd have got it tough one to memorize. It's a good book, apparently. I've got the book at home, but I've never read it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously about controlling them. the mind. That's all you have the power to control. But it is interesting how two people could go out and have the same round of golf, exactly the same round of golf, mm -hmm. and actually have two completely different experiences because one person is swearing, throwing their clubs, reacting to every bad shot, where the other person is coming off feeling actually okay, that they've enjoyed the experience. And saying this doesn't mean that we should be okay with playing bad golf and stop trying and stop trying to get better. It just means that we should accept the shots that we hit manage our emotions better and when we come off the golf course still work extremely hard at getting better it doesn't mean that by you not being angry and upset with your bad shots it doesn't mean that you don't care about getting better it just means that actually you care more about getting to your goals and understand what it takes in order to actually manage your your brain better if that makes sense yeah i think if you if you took imagine when you're hitting a bad shot on the golf course if you actually just said well I'm now going to accept the challenge of how I'm going to make a part or a bogey, which is fine, out of these trees. Now, there's two things that will happen out of that. Number one, your performance level will go up as a result of accepting the challenge and not getting peed off. And number two, you're going to enjoy it more. So actually, if you can enjoy it more and you can perform better, I'm in. In that, look, you're not going to play golf. I know we've spoke about this a lot, and I can't even remember, Andy, you might be able to correct me on who 
was the person who first said this, but golf is kind of like controlling chaos. There's so many variables. There's so much stuff going on out there. Was it was it Pete Cowan that spoke about that? I can't remember who it was. It might have been someone on the podcast. Or it might have been someone we just met. But, you know, the, how predictable is golf? It's got to be one of the most unpredictable sports in the world because you can, you know, when we play golf on Friday, you can have a gust of wind come up. One, maybe when we play Burtdale, you know, you've got 30 mile per hour winds in one direction. Then the next hole, it's in a different direction. The next hole, it's really warm. The next hole, it's you got ice blasting you in the face. You know, golf couldn't be any more predictable, unpredictable. And for that reason, you should have a mindset of, okay, I'm ready for the unpredictability today. Yeah, definitely. And I think, look, the, what we wanted to do really today was share just, it's interesting because it's, it was a life experience yesterday. But we, when it's me and Pierce, we often relate it to golf. And we, like we said, I think very I, sad. I, I, think very I sad. said, oh, it's a double bogey. And Pierce went, no, I think it's more like a quadruple bogey. <laughs> and to the point where on the way back, we were laughing about the day because it was so, it was so messed up that we could have let it bother us. But we actually ended up having a great day still. Um, and just accepting what it is. It was, it was just, it was just. That was just, it just happened and that was, that, that was all and we could control our emotions and I think if you, for your next game of golf, here's the challenge to you guys, for your next game of golf, the challenge to you is to, to say, okay, well, first of all, unpredictability is going to be there today. Chaos is going to happen. You might get a double bogey. You might get a triple bogey. So the challenge is to when they come, don't react, don't lose your temper, control your emotions, take a pause and actually think about what do what is going to get me closer to my goal what should i do next because as soon as you ask that question now you're directed in the right way so there's a challenge for you to the next time that you go out on the golf course it might be today it might be tomorrow it might be a few days go out there and work on responding to the shots in as best way you can that's actually going to help you get to the the goal that you want to get to just write w s i d n on your glove was it na <laughs> what should I do next there we go I think there's some great things in there guys just wanted to share that with you today um, hopefully we're seeing we're actually waiting for the, the visa to um, to get sent to us or the, the waiver should I say to get sent to us today Check and we're emails. hoping hoping tomorrow morning we're going to have another trip to Heathrow and we won't be coming back otherwise we will be really annoyed <laughs> otherwise no. we're going to do another podcast yeah, and it's no. us smashing things <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be out there with Aaron at the USPGA on Tuesday night, and then we'll get to the yeah for there for the rest of the week. So um, it's going to be an interesting week. Looking forward to it, Pierce. Behind the scenes at the USPGA, never been there, but should be uh, should be some fun. Yeah, can't wait. As you said, the golf course does look amazing. Aaron's in good form, so hopefully he can have a good finish, and we can watch some of it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. And we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you want to go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to speaking to you next week.